Hi, welcome to Get Well Sooner, a podcast that takes a skeptical look at the things we do to make ourselves feel better. Um, my name's Sarah. Today, we are going to listen to an, an interview that I did with an old school friend. or um, I don't know, I feel like that's something that people say. This is my old school friend. I mean, she's my friend. We've got we met each other at in elementary school at grade three but you know like we've been friends for in and out of school regardless of what school we've gone to because fairly quickly we were separated um into different schooling uh things so yes she's a very good friend we both have a very similar sort of we have like a similar hmm kind of upbringing in the in terms of we grew up in the same neighborhood and we had strict parents and we were very naive and we had a lot of um a lot of big ideas we believed in like our own little world really we lived in a different world not the one that we're in today so I, I always say like, oh, I didn't really believe in Santa Claus. But I what I did believe in was the fact that I would probably get a letter to Hogwarts when I was 11. So, yes, I am that kind of millennial. <laughs> and so is Gabby. Um, and we've had religion kind of come between us a lot of the times. So we've had religion bring us together sometimes. Um, and the thing is... There's so much to talk about. So like Paul, Gabby is going to be a regular guest. I'm going to make sure of it. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions after listening to this episode, let me know because I can ask her again. We're definitely going to go into um, her her experimenting with Mormonism. So that's going to be a separate episode, but we do get into it a little bit here. We're definitely going to do her last attempt to stay religious by joining basically a cult. Um, we'll, we'll do a whole separate episode on that as well. Um, but the most important thing to know is just that she's kind of that, that friend that like no matter how long how like many many months many years go um between talking to that person you pick up the phone or whatever and it's like you like zero time has passed so that is my friendship let's do it let's just jump right into gabby and i talking so i can stop talking about gabby um and saying weird stuff all right here we go mm -hmm. So we were just like little besties and totally mm -hmm. um, 
when we were young, we were really obsessed with like Harry Potter and uh, magic oh. and fairies and like just exactly yeah, like all this kind of stuff that's kind of frowned upon in the church even I remember that when we were younger you were like oh I went to this camp and they made, they wanted me to throw up my Harry Potter books oh I know oh seriously that was a big deal my mom had to go to the pastor of the church that we were attending at the time and um like have a special meeting about whether or not she should let me read Harry Potter wow it was like the big rebellious act like Hmm. Yeah. And again, my rebellious acts growing up weren't to do with uh, like drugs and alcohol. It was to do with exploring Mormonism <laughs> and <laughs> Harry, reading Harry Potter and yeah. finding ways to disrupt the normal uh, Christian church, uh, like youth experience um, yeah. in that way, which That's was so... really strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like you've said that we were super into, you know, like all things nerdy and fantasy. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we went all in on these things. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's maybe a si- signal in a way as to like, you know, we love escapism. And I think it's not just us, but everyone has their their ways in which they find kind of this like purpose and meaning and escape. And yeah. for me, part of that growing up was uh the christian kind of cult christian christianity um kind of embedding this weird narrative throughout my life of like this kind of other uh purpose toward of your life let's go to um the camp that we went to when we were 12 slash 13 because it was wacky and i i like it was really it was really wild for me as an outsider um just just being like totally you know suddenly surrounded by this this world that was normal for you mostly I think that maybe there was some weird there was some weird stuff I think but we'll we'll say it so there was this camp it was in the states we're Canadian but it was it was across the border which for some reason is important to me like I feel like American Christianity is like next level right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and what kind of Christianity was it like I don't know I don't know I would just say it was probably like extremely fundamentalist uh evangelical Mm -hmm. Christianity Mm -hmm. um that involved like your average camp dynamics of awkward encounters plus um the whole goal clearly that was not at all hidden from us was for every single child there to like accept Jesus to be saved uh, to be saved and they used extreme tactics oh my god Um, really did yeah like we're on a reality show or like we were some sort of project and like you said I was a bit more used to that um which is like I keep I'm gonna use the word weird a million times but uh which is just strange to think that that was kind of normal like yes of course they want to like make sure my soul is saved at this innocent child like camp experience um but I can't imagine for you walking in <laughs> and now, yeah, like I said, looking back, seeing it through your eyes, I don't think I, you know, I was pretty young, but um, I realized 
how strange it would be for you. Cause that was this your first re- like kind of church experience I mean, isolated. Like my, yeah, my, my grandma was religious. So like we went to like church sometimes when my grandma was in town. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I didn't like know about. Yeah, I, I I didn't know anything about anything in terms of the. I know knew the like the Christmas story because every Christmas we went to church and like sometimes we went to church on East at Easter and like my my mm-hmm. dad never went to church but my mom sometimes went like started feeling feeling guilty just randomly and would start going to church and like donating to the church and then I remember yeah. one time I said something really mean when I was like. 12 or 13 and she's like this is why I want you to go to church like she thought she's like the <laughs> devil has got you all. like yeah <laughs> like yeah. you need to be so so it was just kind of like around um but the fact that my dad really didn't like church uh made it so that I, and my mom was kind of like meh <laughs> it was really just my grandma who who was really really into it but yeah then then right. we went to this this thing this uh camp and um, a couple of things. And I, I'm like, I, I have a bunch of memories that I'm like, I don't even, did I make this up? Um, right. Okay. So here's what I remember from the first night. And like, tell me if you remember this, cause I don't know. Memories okay, are, okay. eh. Um, I remember that we were all at this, like in this outdoor amphitheater and there was this guy and he said, this guy who was like the head <laughs> pastor, man, whatever they talk about, whatever they're called. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he said, if you all died right now, most of you would go to hell, but we're going to change that this week. And I don't, did I make that up? Do you remember that at all? I I remember because I was so scared. I was like, oh my God. Seriously, just waving these threats in front of young children. Yeah. uh, Like, forcing you to think about your soul and these impossible questions um I don't remember you know what what I remember about that camp was I remember this the end bonfire experience and okay like just two the two of us (laughs) being forced into like (laughs) ridiculous outdoor (laughs) we hated it um, it so much (laughs) it was raining the entire time and the whole camp was on a hill that we had to slog up this muddy (laughs) multiple times a day to get anywhere uh, yeah we just chose to spend most of our time making candles. Yeah, we were uh, we, we were like crafting. That we we're gonna just keep crafting and crafting, and like we're craft, but we we're like crafting for God. So it was like I remember we made a journal, and one of the journals, like the, the point of the journal was to like write to God in it, like prayer journal. So then I remember that night I was like, "Hi God, this is me, Sarah." And then the next day we had some sort of sermon that's like, "You should be afraid of God." And so I went, and I was like, "I just." to God like he was like my friend so I went in and I ripped out the page and I ripped it into tiny pieces because I was like okay so I'm not supposed to be like hi God what's up it's me Sarah I'm supposed to be afraid of God so like there were so many things that I, like every day I would learn a new thing and I'd be like oh no so I remember we made yeah we made these like decoupage like collage journals and we made mm-hmm. a friendship bracelets and um something that was really weird was that the camp counselors were upset at us because it, we had a cabin full of, let's say, eight girls. 
And there four four of the girls were like the stereotypical popular girls, like just I remember they like you know talked to boys and like did all the fun cool things. I mostly remember that they yeah. talked to boys. I don't know. Um, and then the other. It, then it was you and me and then these two other kind of like nerdy girls and we were not like friends we wouldn't we were friends with the nerdy girls but we weren't friends with the popular girls and and it was like we had to have the the camp counselors like set us down and was like this is like every other cabin is getting along like as a group and like you you guys are not and like as if it was our choice that the popular girls didn't want to talk to us <laughs> I remember this. I remember they called us out. Yeah. We were doing something wrong. Yes. Oh my Very goodness. Strange. Yeah. The and you know that is um that's I, like maybe that was, you know, an isolated incident for this camp, you know, you know, that's one of those weird things, but um one of the big things that I can think of growing up is a lot of just strange, like I said, kind of this pressure on how to be a certain way, like this kind of perfect person that volunteers right. all the time that does worship that um really like uh, just the more sociable and dedicated you are I mean probably with any type right. of um organization that you're maybe a part of that's a thing I don't um, I think it's different than because at school like us being quiet and like good at stuff good at like I don't know crafts or whatever was not rather a, be reading it was it wasn't a problem like it, I mean like yeah. it was a problem to make friends but it wasn't like a problem with the teachers whereas at this church at church camp and maybe maybe at other church events like they were like look at these wonderful popular girls they're making friends they're talking to everybody they're so outgoing and you girls are just sitting here in this cabin making friendship bracelets and like it's it kind of felt like they were like, what's wrong with you? And I hadn't had that before because mm. at least like if sure, popular kids didn't like us, but like at least like the teachers were like, you get good grades and you don't bother me. So you are good students, you know? Yeah. I think the social dynamics, at least in my, uh, you know, my own experience in evangelical churches is really intense. Like there is, um, Again, there's a lot of expectations. I, I remember something um, that stuck out to me when reflecting back. Also, this is kind of changing the topic a little bit, but um, like essentially because um, I think a component of this is that uh, I, the church community tends to see the world in like a binary way, right? Like things mm -hmm. are black and white. You're either like going to hell or you're not you're saved or um uh, you're I don't know there's just this binary there's this it's light or dark like there's no room for gray um and that's really problematic in today's society where there is like that is obviously never a healthy way to be to be on either side of a ditch and like the people who slot themselves into gray areas like there's no room for questioning or for um, discussions. That's that's where relationships are made in those places. And I think anyway to boil it back to what we're talking about, um, there is yeah there's like a weird social pressure 
in the community to be outgoing, to be volunteering, to be giving so much of your time and resources. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I felt like I ended up at a point, you know this, giving mm-hmm. away most of my life yeah. towards this thing that like, I don't even think I was that interested in, you know, when I look back, like I don't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't be able to tell you interesting, I don't know, points about uh, church. Like I don't, I think I kind of just felt the pressure to be really interested and be really involved and to be this perfect Christian girl. So that Um, was like really weird for me. Like this, this uh, idea that like, no, we want you to be like the popular kids. Like we want you to be outgoing and and pretty and um, athletic and like what what like like even the even the adults don't like us. Like, <laughs> what? right? We're the ones that they all like. Usually. Yeah, we're like we're supposed be to be like the quiet. the quiet ones who like. But I wonder even if like I mean. I, so I was, I'm very aware that the counselors knew that I was not saved and that I didn't like, I, I didn't say that I like, um, I, I didn't say that I like fully believed in any of it mm. even. So what I, and I, it was because I didn't want to lie. And every night they're like, they're like, ask, all you need to do is ask Jesus to come into your heart and then you'll be saved. And I was like, I don't feel like he's here. Like, uh, I guess I have to ask again. And like for the whole, at the very end, I think at the very end, they asked, like, like they got people to come up and like, they're like, come be saved. And like, people were like, what? I'm mm-hmm. crying. I'm coming up. <laughs> and the the camp counselor was next to me and she's like, Sarah, do you want to go up there? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Good for you. Honestly, I, was I am so, so proud of you. No, it was honestly just- so embarrassed I was so shy I was so embarrassed like I was like I don't I don't know like I want to go up there (laughs) it's terrifying like going up for the like what I call them would be altar calls Mm -hmm. where they're say everyone needs to come up right now if you feel anything any sort of like tug on your heart and the music is swelling and you're like oh my gosh everyone else is going and you end up kind of lying to yourself I have a story of a different camp experience Mm -hmm. that I went to with um, I would go to this camp pretty much every year um, with my cousins and with various friends mm-hmm. um, back in Edmonton and Calgary. And uh, I remember there's this, this was a crazy like gifts of the spirit, like really intense, like that camp, but a Is lot that like more speaking in tongues. I don't know what gifts of yes. the spirit means. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking in tongues uh man prophecy I can't think of the others now but um they were really into this for like young kids like grades one to three type deal (laughs) and um they had this crazy altar call and everyone is crying um and I remember going up there um and kind of walking around and everyone was getting um this moment if you were standing up there the uh leader of the whole event was coming over and touching people on the forehead with, and this is called uh, being slain in the spirit. Okay. Where like, they kind of like, I don't know what they do. They, they if you might've seen it on, I don't know. Uh, it's sometimes on really big Christian TV shows mm-hmm. uh, that I've been forced to watch like from my grandma or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, they touch you on the forehead and you're supposed to kind of like fall back, like completely yeah. just like blown away by the spirit of God. Right. And um, I remember seeing my young cousin. <laughs> I 
I don't know, like seven or something, like, <laughs> lying on the floor after being slain in the spirit. And I was like, afterwards, I asked, I asked, <laughs> sorry, it's just so funny. <laughs> I asked him after, like, oh, hey, um, wow, how was it? How, how did that, how, like, tell me about this experience. He's like, I just completely faked it. Like, I was just having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what most of these kids are yeah, doing. Yeah. Like, what are you no going to do? Like, to... yeah, someone touches you on the head and you're like, cool, I'm going to keep standing now. Yeah. And like, exactly. That is totally what I was like. Where I was like, I was like, well, I don't understand. So it was, it was probably very awkward for my camp, camp counselors. They're like, right. everyone's doing this. Don't you want to do this? And I don't think right. you, I don't think you did it either but that's because you were already saved I have no idea Uh, yeah I don't know it was like only people who I don't know (laughs) I don't know but it's interesting now to think about the fact that when you say you didn't want to lie and that you know coincides with I think what Jesus would do like don't lie yeah but yet you're forced to lie and like yeah um a lot of the times in these scenarios, I think it's all this like theater involved where oh, you yeah. kind of have to put on this act and like you literal can call theater. that a lie. <laughs> yeah. Literal theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Unless it is, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so easy to get pulled like into these big emotions too, because it's yeah. like this venue, this unique venue, other than like concerts and stuff, mm-hmm. which is what I think a really great outlet for big emotions um, mm-hmm. when you're with a big group of people mm-hmm. to feel all the big feelings and you mm-hmm. go oh god this this must be the spirit of god or something right yeah um, yeah, yeah no I remember you saying like I was like how do you know that this is real and you were like well I was at this concert and I just like felt like the presence of god and I was like <laughs> in my head or maybe out loud I don't know I like really never I feel like I never filtered myself around you ever so nice. I was like I was probably like well I felt that at a concert too but that was just because it was a really good concert <laughs> you know yes. like like I don't know <laughs> or I I specifically I remember you describing one emotion one feeling that and I was like oh I felt like that when I tried transcendental meditation you know mm, like being yes. like was that God then like no so it's like I guess our brains can do that mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. yeah like so when you were a kid even though you were at you were at all these things that these going to these uh venues that were very emotionally manipulative in in one one way that's what you call it um Mm -hmm. and we had like just uh, I could go on forever about the different things that happened at that camp like for example I don't know one of us asking what race Adam and Eve were and the our camp (gasps) counselors having to deal with that and um uh, wow. the, the people drink that they did the little the theatrical thing where they um just demonstrated sin by like making somebody drink like a, a jug full of like ketchup and mustard and uh like just cotton candy and like randomest things like if you drink and then they are like look you the devil's telling you to drink this and then that guy like threw up on stage anyways oh my goodness <laughs> I remember I all these out. things <laughs> yeah and also okay I got it I got it before we move on I gotta see if you also remember this confessions before bed 
we went around in a mm. circle and we said what we did wrong in the day and one person would say it and then everyone would say the exact same thing and I was like this is so mm. weird because like I'm like Catholic people do confession but like this was like in a group where we were all listening to each other do you remember that oh my yeah I do remember that I think this has always been a point of confusion for uh, people and myself included um, where it's definitely encouraged and I would definitely call it emotional manipulation to share your deepest, darkest experiences and feelings with that group of people that you may or may not know that mm-hmm. well. I remember this though, having with you, having to think of like a really like, okay, what did I do wrong? And like, what's going to be acceptable for me yeah. not to have to like dig deeper, like a bad enough thing that I did, but not like, yeah, I don't know what could. Like it's so, it was very difficult for someone who's just, you know, making crafts all day. Yeah. What did we do wrong? How did we sin today? How did we sin today? We said gossiping every time, by the way. That's what I remember. We said gossiping. (laughs) And it's really like forcing you to think about, um, I don't know, go back to something you said earlier that like God is, you're writing to God in this notebook as like, as if he was a friend which is wonderful, I think. And then they were, you heard some later on that like God is, oh, something to be afraid of. Um, I think there's also this weird balance of that, not balance, um, issue that I think you feel a lot of uh, this fear of God. Like, I think that's what part of the guilt that I felt um, start to ebb away after I step back from things like, this fear of um, someone is always watching what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Someone can read your thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. um, and you're deep, like all of us do have you know, like these, you know, dark inclinations sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it's part of being human. And yet you're taught to believe that to reject that part of you. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't think that is um, a recipe for a healthy person. No, especially if you have, I mean, especially the darker your thoughts, the more that's going to mess you up. And of course, like the darker your thoughts, the more you kind of need help and community and and stuff. But yeah, and to almost like be gentle with yourself in those Mm -hmm. times, not be like, bad me, I need to confess my sin to this group of people. Like, yeah, this group. Yeah. (sighs) So wild. I'm so sorry that. No, no, no. Like. Honestly, it was so interesting. And I went to a really terrible camp the year before and it was due to French immersion. So, you know, there's always like different reasons why a camp could be terrible. I don't think anyone likes camp. No. If you liked camp, yeah. I don't know if we can be friends. I don't know. Let we us were the know, same type of person. Let us know why you liked camp because yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe you had also, camp no shame. Friends. No shame, but yeah. Like, Maybe I can't Maybe, friends. Exactly. But it was just like, oh my God, public like group showering as a teenage girl. as like a, oh a my preteen. Uh, I think I didn't yeah. have a shower for the entire time. And then my parents were like, oh my God, you smell so bad. I'm like, <laughs> well, I refuse to shower. <laughs> Anyways. So, oh my goodness. That camp happened. Um, then we went, we, we, we graduated from grade seven, we went to high school and we were in the same high school. Oh wait, I, yeah. Cause I, we, we were in the different elementary yeah. schools cause I went to French immersion, but we went to the same high school for a bit. Mm. And then yes. 
You disappeared. I, <laughs> I disappeared. I on Halloween. Was gone. <laughs> on Hall- so we had formed a group, uh, amazing group Halloween costume. Uh, so you, myself, and two other girls, we were going to be the Beatles. It was a great idea. It was during the time where we all were discovering the Beatles, like obsessed. Yeah. And um, I was Paul McCartney. I think you were John. Jo- I was George. George. Anyway, um, and I ended up, my mom uh, pulled me out of this public school and was, you know, I don't know. She wanted me to attend a private Christian school. She, you know, she wanted me to be on a really straight and narrow kind of community path, like, you know, mm-hmm. public school. Um, uh, I think I might have mentioned that I hung out in the smoke pit one time and it was that was like danger to her. So anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. pulled me out of school and I uh, ended up attending a private Christian school. And that was the day. The first day, I think, was Halloween. Yeah. And I showed up. <laughs> I showed up to the private Christian school for the first day dressed as just a, just Paul McCartney with the, <laughs> with the wig and the suit <laughs> and no one knew who I was I was just a new, new person <laughs> and I did not look like I was Paul McCartney I don't know what I looked like and then because if there's nobody else like then what no, you're just you like need all four you need all of them yeah. And you were also, um, you, and then one of the other Beatles members was missing. Yeah, so. she, she, she just like never came back from California. So it was, there was only two of us that day at, at, at our school that you went to before. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember it was, was it, it was John and, so John and George. And we're like, it's, it's not even like we're being Paul and John. It's not even like we're being the alive ones because one of it, like, it's like, there's no reason why Paul and, Ch- sorry, John and George would be together as a duo. <laughs> it was just so weird. And like, it was also the last time ever that I dressed up as a man for Halloween because like I got made fun of so much. <laughs> yeah, it was like I know. really embarrassing. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I remember finding my group there of, you know, cool nerdy people as well that I fit in with and um, before you know it you're going to all those events and um but I think also like uh I took a break and went to university and we all kind of reconnected we reconnected after that and you were so you when you were in high school when you were in the at uh, the Christian school um I feel like yeah, I didn't I didn't see you very often. Uh no. yeah, I was like you were doing Christian stuff. Um and like I don't know, I was doing band stuff because I I was we started actually you were in the band at first. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but on the first day we of practice, you were in the band. I was? Yeah. With, you were. I was in the oh well. Yeah, on the first day. Um, I always dreamed of being in the Owls. I did not know that. <laughs> you were on the oh first gosh. day. And then, because so, that's when we made the band was around that time. And then, yes. and we like, and then, and then of course, it's just me and my, my other friend who was, who was left. We were, we were mm. left. I don't know. <laughs> John and George. John and George. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, 
And like, I know that one thing that like I freaked your mom out was that our our friend had uh, her her dad was like uh, mm. smoked a lot of weed, um, and it's just so funny because we weren't like no. and like and like she kind of didn't want to because she had grown up around it and was like embarrassed by it and stuff it was like it was just mm-hmm. so funny because we were just like such good we were actually just such good kids at that time like we weren't I we know. weren't doing any of the bad of the bad things like I kind of wish we no. weren't to be honest um but mm. you know it would have been would have given me a little bit more heads up experience for for graduating but we we were just like following all the rules to the T and we were yeah and yes. so then I I got really into my band stuff and I made all those like band music-y friends with uh, like Harley and and people like that um and Paul I made, made friends with Paul yes. he was our band ma- manager so you but you did see you that. did meet Paul because so af- during university you went to art school which I had other friends go to the art school as well and art school mm-hmm. even though you were able to find a Christian group in art school it's generally not a super Christian place Exactly. Yes. And that's something that I think a lot about. Oh, I wish I could go back and do that again, just because it was really fun. Like it kind of felt like I was able to go back to that period of time with, at you know, during our youth. I don't know how to say, how to say it. Sorry. Um, where I know there's a lot more just like artistic freedom and like it was so different from a private Christian school I I was Mm -hmm. like kind of I loved it like I just felt so much more free obviously um and art school is just really fun and I just wish I could go back and make some different decisions about the experience because I did like you said manage to find the Christian group there um which were amazing people and like great Mm -hmm. community um, but I think like on some level, like I wasn't able to, I don't know, find an, like, I don't know, use it in art, for instance. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many moments where like, that was really where my faith really kind of took hold when I was kind of coming up against like all of these different types of, um, big ideas, like you're introduced to at art school, um, you know. You have to take all these uh, classes, I'm guessing, that are like pretty critical of, I don't, I have no idea. Yes. I yeah, only remember you really... took a class about rain that's, or something rain, like that, or water. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, these incredibly abstract, uh, like courses and you're, you're thinking in a really deep way in a different type of way than you do mm-hmm. at church. And I was like loving it. And yet I felt like the only things I could contribute were like, well, what about Christianity? Like I'd always bring up like some sort of Christian spin or if there's ever reference to the Bible throughout the experience, which wasn't that much, I'd be like, great, I can say something. I have some ideas to put forth. And I just realized like my last final project of the, my like grad project was called Naive. Mm -hmm. I named it that because I felt so naive about like, um, like, I think I probably just felt stunted in, like, my experience of the world. I had just grown up so... Sh- I, I was realizing how sheltered I had been, essentially, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, mm-hmm. Through given being given one worldview. And, you know, most people are given, like, a certain worldview growing up. Of course, it's not just 
know, everyone no. grows up with a worldview, but I was just kind of realizing that, uh, yeah, at art school, it was, it was an opportunity to push, push the boundaries more. And I didn't, and I definitely regret that. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I've and that's also so many things from that time. So too. many things. Yeah. 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 Um, that's also where I met the Mormons. <laughs> you met the Mormons at art school? Uh, during those years, like the oh, summers right, right. in between. Because of, because of music, right? Was it because, because of music? music. Yeah. yeah. And I had known Paul, Paul before that. Yeah. Um, and did not realize that he was a Mormon. Um, yeah, like same with all these guys that I, I met, a group of guys in a band at a coffee shop that I worked at. Right. And, yeah. um, Did you work there for free? No. Okay, no. good. Okay, I but thought, it was a Christian coffee shop. I did. Okay, I thought for, oh, no, it wasn't that you worked there for free. It's that you weren't allowed to keep the tips because the tips were, went to the church or whatever. I remember right. I was like, yes. then I'm not going to tip. I remember telling you. No. <laughs> I was like, nice. These tips should go to you because yes. I was working at a different coffee shop oh. at the time. So I was like, yeah, we get shops. paid $8, so you, we should oh have gosh. tips. Yeah. And we also worked at Blends together, you and me. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was a time. That, um, yeah, that's when – that was when you were really um, – anyways, you, you met these guys because I know when we worked at Blends together, uh, you, you left the Book of Mormon there one time. <laughs> So it all started when I, uh, these guys came to play, um, in the peak performance project. Can I say that? I don't know, but, um, yeah. Yeah. they, they came to play and I was just blown away by like, I don't know, their whole vibe. And, um, I think at one point they sang like a hymn in their set and mm. I was like, no way, this is so cool. And like, I just really, at that point, like was realizing like Christianity, Christianity is like I'm in the sauce like at that point and I want wanted to find like a blend between cool artsy vibe and Christian vibe um in my life and so these guys fit the bill and I remember like running after them in the street <laughs> being like no I didn't run after them I ran up I, I remember running down the street at one point that night but yeah um, <laughs> um anyway they invited me to go to church with them on the next day. And I was oh, like, super, can you, you imagine? Know. I was like, you didn't know? No. Oh my God. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is what happened. I asked them, hey, are you guys Christian? And they said, yes, we are. And I was like, no way. So am I, this is so great. It was so great to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And um, so they invited me to go to church with them on Sunday. Um, being, you know, good Mormons and good, you know, people of faith. I'm like, let's do this. And they picked me up in their tour van. I oh, was like, so in, cool. I was in heaven. I that's was in so cool. heaven. I was, I was blown away. And, um, uh, yeah, they took me to the, ch the church, the Mormon church. And I had my first day, uh, experiencing Mormonism and, um, hung out with them afterwards. They brought me back home. And then I slipped into my like I'm um, relaying the dates to my mom being, oh yeah. And what church was it? It was something, something, uh, Mormon tabernacle, like, or whatever. Um, and I just thought it was kind of like a conservative, different conservative branch of Christianity. I yeah. had zero idea what it was, but I'm just always very curious, mm -hmm. I'm a very curious person. 
Um, and it was like, oh, I don't know what this is. I want, I want, I want to find out more. Like these people seem nice and, yeah. and cool. Um, I was just determined to find out more. And then the more that everyone kind of pushed back on me, uh, I was like, no, I'm yeah, guys. So people, every- the people, people were like, don't do that. Like other Christian people were like, stay away. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It was like crazy danger. Um, uh, warnings from everyone like this is more it, dangerous were... than being in the band like more dangerous, more dangerous than being at the public I've high ever... school yeah okay like worst case scenario yeah um type of thing for yeah which is interesting because they're I so mean... restrictive and conservative it's like that I mean yeah that was that's always so wild to me it's like later we'll get to it that you basically were Mm -hmm. like i saw the devil the devil is mormon i'm like the i'm like the devil's doing a horrible job oh you did yeah uh anyways i yeah so you did (laughs) and and i'm like pretty sure my memory is not making that one up because it was very i have a very clear memory of you saying that but um i was like the I was like, the devil's doing a terrible, terrible job because Mormons aren't allowed to drink or have sex or drink caffeine or alcohol. There's so many rules. Like, I was like, what kind of devil is this? I was like, this, mm-hmm. I don't understand any of your things if this is what the devil does, <laughs> you know? I know. So, but yeah, you, cause you yeah. were. So funny. But, but people really were people, but people act like people outside of the outside of Mormonism, but who are in Christianity acted like that, acted like it was the devil. Right. Yes. There were prayer chains for me. Oh, my God. Um, which I don't even is know what that means. Just, yeah, I know. I'm like, the, it's a um, what I understood, just like tons of a network of people oh my being informed about what was going on and praying for me like a lot, oh, like wow. in different circles. There were. Um, people giving, people giving like, I don't know, tithes to the church on behalf of me, like <laughs> paying what? the church. Yeah. Like just like anything to kind of like get God's attention, like stop this from happening. Um, <laughs> we know you're yeah. focusing on the babies with AIDS in Africa, but just take a second <laughs> here because... <laughs> Gabrielle is going Mormon. <laughs> going Mormon. Oh my word. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's yeah. I was just really interested in learning about it. And I remember thing like they would come at me with all these questions too. Like we'd have like theological talks about like, well, why do you believe? Why do you think Christianity is is correct? And like what why do you believe in like the Trinity? And certain mm-hmm. things. And at that point, I mean, I, mean, I still like, I had no answer. I yeah. feel like anyone listening, this might be the most, the strangest uh, thing to hear about, but it's, it, yeah, it was a very intense period of time where I felt so conflicted. Mm. Um, I don't know if anyone out there can relate. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a weird uh, situation, but I'm um, sure. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a journey. I think it lasted about, a number of years, maybe two and a half years or so that I really? was kind of deep in the weeds. Mm. Of, um, I know this was like my main thing. And around that time, I also ended up studying Christianity. At, like I went to seminaries. I went to a seminary. Yeah, tell me what that is, because I don't understand. <laughs> because I remember at <gasps> yeah. the time I like, 
I went to, I was like dropping out in and out of school, but I went to uh, like an art, uh, art history class in like a, just a really general college. And I learned that's when I, that's when I was like, religion is fucked. Like I was like, oh, I've I'm like, <laughs> I did just in this one really general art hi- history class. They focused a lot of, mm. on like the, on like how uh, religious uh, iconography changed like how women right. and beauty were viewed. Anyways, it it was like totally when you're like a kid, like a like a teenager and or an adult, and you like discover like feminism. Basically, was that that's what yeah. it was? I discovered feminism, and like part of it was like fuck Christianity. So at this time, I was like learning about all these like. You know, like the the Gnostic Bibles and all the Bibles that weren't included in the official Bible and la la la. So mm. you went to this school, and I was like, "Are they teaching you that? Like, what are you learning? Like, are you learning about all these things?" I remember going on so many walks with you because um, yeah. we would always go on walks to around this amazing beach by our parents' places, and mm-hmm. um, I never. Here's the thing: like, I yeah, around that time, I felt the need to we talked about Christianity a lot and you always had these amazing facts. You were like busting at these amazing historical facts. And I had no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) It's just like so ironic. And I remember feeling like, wow, Sarah is like, like so smart. And once again, I know nothing about my own faith, Uh, which is true, but like it, yeah, I really painted again, like a, kind of those moments of like man like I I think maybe that helped actually I forget the timing of all this but spur me on to want to study it more because Mm -hmm. it was the number one thing I was interested in at that point yeah Um, but you're right the teaching I saw yeah I went to college um uh in BC um that I, so I studied Christianity and art and culture. So you think that we would be learning about some of these things that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was after I had kind of ended my Mormon phase, I felt like I had uh, found, like I had this big God moment, I guess, to, to kind of, that kind of um, ended the Mormon chapter. And mm-hmm. um I went full on into Christianity. Well, I, and I, we'll go over the Mormon chapter in a separate episode with Paul, and we'll yes. go over how you saw the devil, and you'll you'll hopefully remember well. that you said that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So then you went to this. You were like, "Yes, I got it." Yes, and you went okay, to this school. Christianity. I'm all in. I'm all in. And um, yes, I'm. You know, made some really good friends, but uh, somewhere along the way, uh, I my deconstruction uh, started to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. while I was at, I only got two semesters in and I kind of had this realization that, um, Hey, I didn't know what kind of career I was going to find, uh, through this, through getting a master's in Christianity and art and culture, uh, kind of just career wise. I was like, what am I doing? And then, um, also just feeling like this is all, um, I just started to lose my faith in like the community itself. Like I had had a series of really weird uh, relationships with pastors at that point. So weird. Multiple pastors, youth pastors. Yes. Not, not that you weren't, you were above, you were, it wasn't like (laughs) you were a teenager. Yeah. You were were the same age. 
exactly. Yeah. But it was one pastor after the other. I don't know. Um, and and you were like, just... we're going to get married because that's the only thing that we can do. Like, and then, of course, it didn't happen. It was just so shocking. Like, I don't know. I was like, well, I guess they're going to get married then. And, then. and when it didn't happen, I was like, what? And like, uh, yeah, it's interesting because this is another topic, but the, uh, I found like relationships, you know, they kind of, you all, you're thinking of marriage immediately. Like maybe that's not again, such a different thing, but I mean, if you're, you know, 21 or something Mm -hmm. pretty young, you're automatically picturing getting married, like immediately. And, um, the, it's kind of not, uh, it's not a normal space to have a relationship, I think, because again, there's so much pressure, there's so much eyes on you. Um, and the reasons for breaking up are usually not good enough. Like you can't just be like, yeah, we just wasn't working. Um, mm-hmm. There has to be like, I found because on paper, everything could be good. Like, um, so <laughs> honestly, uh, this is kind of brings me back to something that I found interesting it's the whole concept of purity culture in the church yeah um where like you end up uh there's a lot of again like kind of like shame moments around that and I remember being broken up with on multiple occasions because I was uh causing them to sin Uh. yes so like oh oh whoops okay bye I guess it was yeah like that was obviously yeah. like a cop-out cop-out reason I think um yeah and all the best to them but like it's just that's such a, a interesting like dynamic at play too um yeah totally uh, and yeah. also I remember one time you were like you said this thing that I will always remember which was like yeah we're like me and this person I don't remember who it was we're like it's just really tough because we, we you know we can't do certain things so we decided to go full Amish I was like what's full <laughs> Amish and you're like we don't even hold hands <laughs> or maybe we hold hands but that's it that's the that's the most that we can possibly do and I was like no way whoa and honestly like that sounds like a uh like if it was I don't know of a way to want to make me want to sleep with someone more then if if someone's like you can't even touch them, <laughs> yeah, that's very like, like Lacanian ah. or yeah. someone out there. Um, yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> Again, I mean, you remembered so much that I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember that. But certain things stick out to me because they were weird. But yeah. like maybe yes. everybody was saying that at the time in, in your circle. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was, again, right. Reasons why most, like so many people got married immediately because you can't sin. That Mm -hmm. would be like, just kind of like a curse upon your relationship. It kind of, it kind of felt like how it was. Oh my gosh. Um, And also I remember saying, Hey, but if you, if, if, um, if we, if, if everyone has to have sex before marriage, or sorry, after marriage, wait, has to get married mm -hmm. uh, before having sex, I would be married to insert my first boyfriend's name mm-hmm. and I was like and, and I was like there's nothing you can t- I know I would have married him in order to sleep with him like I know I would have done that like immediately because yes. I, um, I wanted to marry him after I slept with him like and like I ugh, I would totally have done it and then it's I would be stuck married to that guy for the rest of my life and like and I remember being like what do you have to say to that Gabby 
<laughs> and you, oh, this was something we talked about a lot. And mm-hmm. I remember finding a lot of like roundabout arguments being saying things like, you're going to really trust each other, basically. It's going to be oh, yeah. really great. Ooh, yes. Okay. I also, so later, I, this was a later church that you attended, but you were like, my pastor person said that like when, when you're basically when you have sex, when you're a married person, the orgasm is the same as being in heaven. Someone said that. Oh my gosh. And I was like, (laughs) no, it's just because I know I, I, it's just because like, it was really weird to me. Um, you're like, it's the same as being in heaven. And that's why that's and so like just you know knowing people were saying that to you I was like but at the same time like really for a lot of this this period um because like when we first when you were in art school I was kind of like maybe like I was saying like the universe me and me and my my other friend who we we all worked at the coffee shop together and me we're Mm -hmm. like the universe has plans for you know we were doing that kind of thing like I'm gonna ask the universe for this instead of instead of God and you were like okay I think I could I could do that and then Mm. for me like the universe was not answering like it was not working and so I saw you with all of your uh friends who you just all seem to glow like just be so happy and I was just like you know like maybe they're right and you know I just wish I could believe in that like because you know if that sounds so much Mm -hmm. better than what I'm doing. Like this kind of stuff that you're saying Mm -hmm. about like, and like, yeah, if, if actually, I don't know if being married to someone and then sleeping with them, it's like heaven. I don't know. Like that sounds great. You know, (laughs) like, sure. Uh, Who knows? I think that there is like um, this component. That's like the best part. I think that's what draws people in church is that they have wonderful, um, oh, they're just so good at like kind of welcome, not welcoming. What am I saying? I mean, like, oh, something about the way that they, they make, they seem really happy. Yeah. So it makes you a little it's, bit envious in like a way. You're taught to be this happy person and there's community. I remember like there's a Christian university that a bunch of people I knew went to and they had that mm-hmm. glow and they had like some something beyond what I thought I had. And I was like, um, oh, wow. Like, how do I get to be like these perfect people? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just this mirage of perfectness. That's almost the attractive thing about it. And the, the fake thing that crumbles in my mind about it. That's no one's perfect, obviously. And it's this pressure to be not to get real, not to have mm-hmm. questions, not to be just nor and let, like this kind of fear lingering of like if I if if I ever kind of migrated too far, like even for me say, doing this podcast right now, I have this kind of weird like oh my gosh, like what am I? I don't know. It feels like uh, I don't know, like a bit of a you know, like a coming out thing. Um, and there's like that, there is some pressure that's baked into the community around that. But yet at the same time, it's like a very happy, smiley mm-hmm. um, theater like we talked about before. Yeah. That, yeah. So I can see why 
I can see that feeling and like, um, cause I felt that too on mm-hmm. many occasions and, but it actually doesn't feel, I mean, there are moments of like, Oh, great community, great friends, like anywhere though. But I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is that you can find that outside of yeah. the walls of church, that amazing kind of group of friends, even just a small group. Like you don't need to have 400 like people yeah, in your yeah. community group um, that, to get to feel that um, mm-hmm. uh, community group literally being like a group of people that would meet on an organized church basis. And there would sometimes be like close to a hundred people in one group kind of, it's strange. Um, right. But yeah. I was like, how do you have so many friends? <laughs> I was like, I could not keep up with all the people to meet up with and uh, all great people, but I ended up well, like losing a lot of friends and like the, friends that were the true friends I think a lot of them ended up you know not getting involved not I didn't have time for them either I just kind of snowballed um and yeah I definitely feel that uh like we're to tie it back to what you're saying about you know that you look in and think oh it's so beautiful and like there's people have some sort of glow um but it's uh, behind it is like that image of like a swan you know that maybe like looks so wonderful mm-hmm. on the surface and then underneath its feet are like like yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah crazy to keep up and like make it all look good and right happen and you can't keep up um and yeah I, yeah I, yeah that's kind of fumbled a lot of friendships in that time for sure and and it's it's so. wild uh, because <sighs> I mean, so for, there was a long time there where I was like, you you can't talk to Gabby without talking about God. And I'm like, <laughs> I probably wanted to talk with you about it too, though, because I really love arguing and like, I really like, like I love to be like, <laughs> yeah. what about this? What about this? Um, and like, I didn't feel like I could do that with Paul because I was like, I don't know. I don't know Paul well enough. <laughs> like, I can't mm. do. I also, Paul literally never, ever talked about Mormonism with me. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But, um, Get for Paul. Get for Paul. <laughs> no, but, but you know, this is what I said. This is what I said to somebody at this point. I was like, you know what? I appreciate that Gabby's trying to get me into Christianity because if I thought my friends were going to burn in literal hell when they died for literal eternity. I would be standing on the street corners being like, guys, <laughs> you know, and I was like, in a way, I appreciate that, like, if, if to me, it means, like, that you really believe it, like, that you're trying to get me into it, that you're, like, danger, like, you're this, you know, this is important. I totally mm-hmm. was like, that makes sense, because it's an actual terrifying thing to really think about, um, Yeah, you know, in that way. I think way. that's true, but being able to kind of let go of their pursuit of any sort of solution to life can be um just I don't know not that this is the solution I'm saying the solution maybe for myself now is that there There is no solution and it's just right now and you can just enjoy right now and that it in itself is both terrifying and beautiful and fulfilling and not fulfilling all at the same time and yeah it's a mystery yeah totally (laughs) and like what it's so funny because I think back about like just you being so like inviting me I remember one time you invited me to a beach party and like I didn't go and later I found out people got baptized at it 
And I was like, thank oh. God I didn't go. But <laughs> beach like, party. A beach party. Oh. Yeah. But but like, I was like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> she's always trying to get me <laughs> safe. Definitely trying to lure you in. But, but, but I was like, like you know, I can't really like – but but I was like, I can't really be like, hey, come over to my side where I'm freaking depressed. Like, I can't, you know, like, I'm like, mm. you seem to be doing a lot better than I am. So because I was so mentally ill around mm. that time that I was like, I don't know, like, probably watching me would make people be like, well, you should probably should believe in God. <laughs> this could be, you know, this could be a thing that's that like, keeps making you go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, like, clearly, uh, God, I don't think helps. <laughs> I think that uh, it's just like rubbing this weird ointment, like, I don't know, fake cure over. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah I need to say what someone else's experiences, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, logically I could have seen that it would have helped maybe try, maybe been helpful, but, uh, I mean, we know obviously in the long run, I don't think that is, um, you know, it, it is funny that it's seen as like the catch all, uh, solution to everything kind of, mm-hmm. if you're having a mental illness, if you're having, uh, any type of tiny issue in your life, it's just turn to God, turn to God. And if you don't get that issue solved then something is either wrong with you or it's just not god's will and how can you argue with mm-hmm. god's will mm-hmm. but i remember hearing a story of um uh a church oh, multiple stories similar to this actually where like a baby was dying or had died actually okay in this mm-hmm. story this is a this is a true fact a uh, baby that, um of someone on like the the uh elder team or someone at, at the church baby had died and this church was uh deciding we're going to worship constantly until god brings this baby back to life like we're going to pray we're doing a resurrection here like we're going to bring this baby back to life and because we're going to pray and basically like demanded of god do this miracle and um so this church like thousands of people were doing kind of like a I don't know all in I don't know how long maybe it was like a a number of days they just didn't stop worshiping all in an effort to bring this baby back to life and I didn't follow up with it after a few days I stopped keeping tabs but I mean obviously the baby was not brought back to life that would have been like a big news yeah we would have heard about that yeah and like what happens you know those people's faith either you know crumbles in that moment or they just probably chalk it up to say hey well it's not wasn't god's will um and so many things like that on much smaller levels happen and your faith is challenged and you have and those moments where you're kind of put on the spot as a christian like okay are you going to um pull through is your faith strong enough basically like all they're all tests it's all tests yeah yeah kind of yeah. yeah. No, I I think that like especially when I started hanging out with like more queer people and then also kind of like identifying more as queer myself, um that was a big thing for me that was like okay, well I can't be a part of this because of because of that problem as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that like before that um you know, I I really 
it it really d- did appeal to me and also like oh I don't want I don't want to make you feel bad don't feel bad but I was like I want to, I just want to hang out with Gabby <laughs> like I'm like this is because because you know as you you know I lost like my best friend uh, she didn't die she just you know we we stopped being friends um, and I was like you know someone who still likes me you know who knew me as a child and a teenager and still likes me is alive and can hang out and like, and technically we'll say yes. Um, but, but I can't like, because you know, like either belief system, I don't believe you. I don't like, it's like, I remember saying to you, like, it's like, it's like telling me to believe that there's a green fairy in front of me. Like I can't see it. So I can't believe like I can't do it. Um, yes. And I can't anymore either. Just a strange thing, how it kind of just switched off. Mm-hmm. I mean, not overnight. There was a long process, but um, I now that's why this whole conversation feels so ah, like bewildering that I was that person that really believed that because I so firmly don't anymore, which is really interesting that like, like there's not a sliver of that kind of left other than yeah. the mystery of the universe and those like big questions and like Who's to say that You're there creative. isn't a God actually? I don't know, but I'm not, it's not the God that, yeah. I mean, I still question the universe. I question everything. Of course, I'm not just like, this is the way the universe is. There's no God. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's I just like, can't, um, yeah. the fact, and the fact that like as friends, um, it's just really unfortunate that this happens where, um, cause I can't imagine having that happen now where, if I met someone who had a different belief system than me feeling like, oh, well, we can't be friends because of what you believe or are, mm-hmm. it's hard. Maybe I won't say can't, I'll just say it's harder to relate because of mm-hmm. our different beliefs. Cause now I've met people of all different, cause I'm like expanding my, my base. I don't know of people through like working at secular places like, and stuff like that. Like, again, I hate the word secular, but, um, I had never worked at a secular place until I moved to Toronto and got my first like job out there and in an office and uh, met people like I felt the need to like apologize all the time for like being a being like an ex-Christian mm-hmm. in a strange way. I'm like, just so you know, I can't like I did this like not too long ago. <laughs> I come from uh, I was raised really conservative Christian. So just know that. When you're getting to know me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was like, I don't yeah. know, in a weird detox. Um, like, I felt like it was written all over me and I didn't know how to talk about other things still. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how to relate to people. Like, it's so, yeah, I really realized, you know, in gradual steps, how all encompassing it had been for me. Yeah. And, but it wasn't yeah. like in you know in the beginning like when we when we first met and we were just friends and we were no, just hanging it wasn't. out it wasn't that it wasn't that no, and it wasn't that until exactly. until I until you went to that Christian school and then for yeah. then for a while it wasn't that again and so like you know you you obviously and obviously like your personality has been there the entire time um, <laughs> but like when you stopped being super super Christian you also moved away <laughs> didn't you yes yeah. Okay, so- so true that that the timing there was like uh not not uh an accident i don't think 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was like, oh my God, like one of my oldest friends just became less Christian and like she's moving away now. <laughs> I remember, I yeah, you walked in and you had like a bag that said like Jesus was a feminist. And I was like, oh no, she's cool now and she's leaving. <laughs> I think it was just, I am a feminist or something. I don't know. I feel but, like um, it was something, I, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But, I know. I So I think what happened was it was just really all surmounted to a point of like deconstruction was burrowing in me. <laughs> it's a weird way to put mm-hmm. it, but um, really deconstructing, but still kind of involved in a lot of Christian stuff. Cause that's just like so many people, like I <laughs> was caught in this, like, I don't know, tangle of communities that were all Christian. And like, I, I essentially just felt I needed space I needed like a new environment and I remember telling like my roommate at the time who was Christian saying like I need to get out like I just need like I felt this burning need to like leave the lower mainland Mm -hmm. I almost felt like it was like a toxic place for Mm -hmm. me for a while just where Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to change my scenery and move to Toronto and like a city where there's so much so much culture, so many, so many different types of people, just so different from like where we grew up. And uh, it was like the best place to, to really just let go. Uh, yeah, especially because for some reason you like stayed out of the city a lot of the times. Like you were in like, <laughs> you were in like, I remember you lived in Langley on purpose. Oh, my Langley. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, Langley is my nemesis. I, I, I talk about that a lot. Like more than anything else, just like, please leave Langley or like, oh, wherever it may be. We, yeah, yeah, I, I suburban can't. Christian half farmland, inaccessible by transit, like, yes, place that that it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, Gabby lives kind of in Vancouver, but she lives in Langley and she's impossible to reach. The other day, the uh, other yeah. day, like, us, I had a, a, a hoop student come in and she was like I was like hey where where are you from she's like I'm from Langley I'm like how did you get here <laughs> tell me how you did it I know people from Langley don't leave Langley yeah it's like a it's like the Bermuda Triangle yeah it totally is and you were that's where you were for a while <laughs> I was I don't know why I guess I don't know I I ask myself this actually like fairly frequently like why I stayed in the suburbs uh, when obviously the city would have been the ideal place to be like more expensive. Sure. But mm-hmm. I think worth it, if you're not living, I'd rather live in like a tiny, tiny studio, mm-hmm. whatever, but with like multiple roommates, I don't know, to now then live in Langley again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think the, so there's that, but then also I think having spent too much time in Langley, I, just needed to be like not even Vancouver it's not going to do it I need to Mm -hmm. like I need to I had never really done too much traveling either Mm -hmm. like on my own that wasn't just like a planned little week trip or whatever like I wanted to just yeah get out of the current scene and um I think that's where I like really got to let myself like just um let go of a lot of baggage that I felt I had and Mm -hmm. work through things and also not like just forget about 
forget is the wrong word, but just, yeah, just process Mm -hmm. my own way without any like obligations or eyes on me. And I think it was helpful. I, I recommend moving to a new province or place to people uh, even if it's just for a temporary time, it, I think it's kind of a nice to get out of the place that you've been since you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely just, would like to do that. Not that I, I don't know. I don't know how I would do it, but I, it would be cool. It's yeah. a, it's an option for, you know, but it's yeah. a, um, anyway, I, for me, that's what I needed. And um, that is where we are today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's lots in between. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, like the number one thing that's in between that it's like so freaking fascinating is that you did this yeah. really, really weird, to be honest, cult thing. It's called Freedom yeah. Sessions. And I yeah. think we have to have a whole episode just about Freedom Sessions because I have so many questions about it. Uh, but I can't wait to talk about it. Anyone who's <laughs> interested. I, I can't wait to talk. Yeah, you you like I think it was like maybe right before you kind of left everything. Uh, or maybe yes. a little bit before. Yeah. yeah. Um it's definitely a catalyst. You went to basically AA for sinners. Uh <laughs> and it was so wild and I wa- I witnessed some of some of it in a way, but like I and like that was Again, so more recent thing that happened. So I was like fully like listen to Ona Ross and Carrie every day, like so fast. Mm-hmm. But and, and and at that time, I was also like reading books about like the history of doubt and like the book like Amazing. how how Jesus became a Christian or like what you know like mm-hmm. whatever. Just I I was fascinated with all this stuff, and then you. Mm-hmm. Uh, tricked me into going to a <laughs> event. I can't believe it. It's yeah, so funny. I, I, yeah, I, I did. I think I told you it was a music Grad- concert. You, yeah, you were like, my boyfriend is playing at a, it's a playing a concert at a <laughs> psychology graduation. <laughs> I totally should have questioned that more. But like, cue me <laughs> being in the audience of one of the most wild Christian weird things that I've ever been in and like I think I just honestly here's part of it I, that I can kind of remember is that I wanted to hang out and I wanted you to come like the one the, the things that were going on in my life were so like Christian and like I and you're like maybe if I told her it was like a concert yeah. for psychology she'd be interested in coming yeah yeah um I don't think it had like a convert you no I don't think like, you did either. no I, I don't I think you did to, like let's hang out this is what I'm doing do you want to come it was not like yeah the things I had going on were just just that and I was just like looking around as everyone acted like this was a totally normal thing for people to do which was like go up on stage and be like you know like I used to be a sinner um and then I did the these freedom sessions and we dressed up in robes and we painted stuff on a cross and then and now I forgive my dad for abusing me what what oh my god yeah (laughs) and like yeah we have to do a whole episode on that we'll do an episode with Paul about your Mormonism adventures but I really appreciate you being so open and um 
chatting with me about all this stuff. I know that it's not easy for you to do. Um, and like, just know that, yeah, like I was saying before, we all have things that we did in our 20s that we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like, you were not the worst of them it, it, by far. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, like it's kind of, it's kind of funny at, at sometimes, but it wasn't like, it's funny. it wasn't like, hor- it was not a horrible thing that you were like, invited me to secret Christian events. I just, just like, oh, of course, know. you know, and it was it's, just like, you know, it was fine. It was not at fine. all it's... the most harmful thing that happened to me <laughs> by my friends. It's, it's so funny to think that, um, like my twenties were painted with <laughs> raising arms and, you know, like the, everything that comes along with that culture. It's, um, it's going to be an interesting like decade to look back on. And I, I'm happy. I'm so happy to unpack it with you here. Um, and hopefully it's interesting to someone. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot more to talk about kind of like, I'm really interested in like the um, kind of beneath the surface, like the funny stories, but yeah. also like the commonalities between anyone searching for meaning and what lengths you will go to that's why I'm really loving I'm really loving this concept of this podcast so thank um, you happy so happy to be here thank you for talking with me and taking the time to uh relive some of these memories together and of course and for being in my life through all of this and that we survived through it and yeah 23 years wow wow yeah so like (gasps) Our friendship it's, baby is like graduated university at this point. Yes, oh my goodness. Oh my yeah, and I'll always just think back and be like, that time that the guy ate a whole bunch of ketchup to show us that sin was bad and he sin vomited on is stage. is worse than vomit. Yeah. Yes. Oh my word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my word! I, I'm really excited to dive into it with Paul too, and yeah. kind of I'll uh, have a roundtable discussion on some of these, yeah, some of these concepts. Yeah, uh, I call them concepts. Yeah, uh, just that we've un, you know started to unpack some of these boxes. Like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. um, okay. yeah, let's yeah. let's do it. Okay, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you, Gabby, so much for chatting and being vulnerable. Um, I think that, I mean, I'm super excited to do more podcasts with you because I love getting into the, like the little tiny weird moments that happened like I feel like they were just even even from the camp there were so many other moments that happened where I was like we have to talk about this we can maybe talk about it off air but just mm, bizarre things (laughs) bizarre things happen when you go to hang out with your friend and it it's actually church um so I, yeah, again, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate uh, you who's listening to this, the audience. Um, uh, I would love to hear from you um, at Sarah.jickling on 
um, Instagram and I made uh, a, an Instagram for the podcast, which is called Get Well Sooner Pod. My my idea is that I was going to post like weird ads that I get for things that promise to make me well sooner. Um, so we'll see if you have any crazy ads on your Instagram feed or wherever, please send them to me because then we can just post them on this account instead of being lured in by their seductive promises. And suddenly we're spending $300 on salt, you know, may or may not be a true story. So yes, you can message me there as well. Uh, I'm also on pretty much all the other things as well. So follow, no, sorry, subscribe. I think you can subscribe to podcasts. Um, and I'll see you next time. Hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. Bye. Now I am a cautionary tale. I need to be under supervision. I can.